Oh ho ho, and welcome to the Trainee Teachers and ECDs Christmas Podcast. My name's Simeon, I was a teacher for eight years, I was maths lead and RE lead, uh, but the absolute highlight of my career for me was working with trainee teachers and helping them begin their career on the right foot. And hello, my name is Ashley. I also used to be a primary school teacher working predominantly in Key Stage 2 in Year 4 and Year 5. And I'm just really passionate about helping you guys, whether you're a trainee or an ECT, go into those classrooms feeling confident and feeling like you can do this because you definitely, definitely can. Now, apart from helping trainee teachers, one thing we are very passionate about is Christmas in schools. It's something we love. So we're recording a special Christmas episode today. We've got a quiz. We've got ways you can reflect and recharge over the Christmas break. We've got a lovely interview coming up for you as well with a trainee. Yeah, so just before we get straight into the festive merriment and we just want to let you know different ways that you can contact us if you ever need any help or support or if you have any suggestions for future podcast episodes so you can find us on facebook we have two pages they are the twinkle trainee teachers and the twinkle ects and nqts we also have two community support groups which are the twinkle trainee teachers group and the twinkle ect and nqt support group you can also find us on Instagram at Twinkle Training Teachers. You can also find us on TikTok at Twinkle Training Teachers and on Twitter at Trainee Twinkle. And this podcast will go out on all streaming services such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, now, I should say we're recording this a couple of weeks before Christmas, so on the run-up to Christmas, and from what I can see on social media is everyone is on their knees yes. now in schools. It's It's been a tough old term and people are ready for a break. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those terms that as a trainee and an ECT, you're always told is the hardest term. It's dark when you get up, it's dark when you go home. It's normally the the weather isn't that great, um, so it can be a difficult old term. So congratulations to getting to the end of it, firstly. It's a huge achievement and you should be all very, very proud of yourselves. Yeah, and I, I will say also it's the term where you're learning the most, you're learning a lot of new things all at once and having to put them into practice very quickly. Um, so I think there's also a great deal of mental energy that gets expended on the run-up to christmas brain fatigue is real oh yeah brain especially with (laughs) teaching i think brain fatigue is one of the main fatigues brain and emotional fatigue for anyone who's directed a nativity or done anything with a nativity about emotional fatigue this year Um, so i thought it would be nice if we took a moment to talk about things you might want to reflect on at the end of this term especially if this is your first term in teacher training oh so how about i i kick off and we just go through um some things so the the first thing i wrote down is just to reflect on what can you do now that you couldn't do at the start of the term and that might be reading a story in front of children it might be teaching a whole lesson or it might just be teaching a little 10 minute segment what have you done that you definitely couldn't do when you started yeah that's really important to reflect on that and also going hand in hand is what 
are the most important things that you've learnt this term. So it might be that you've learnt some um, how to write a risk assessment. It might be that you have um, learnt the safeguarding policy of the school. Whatever it is, those are important things that you might just take on on the day to day that actually you don't realise how important they are and they are skills that you have learnt to do and that is something that you should be really proud of. With something you might be proud of, I'm thinking especially of ECTs here, obviously trainees will have lots to be proud of, but ECTs, with ECTs having your own classroom and managing that and forming and building those relationships and keeping everything afloat for a term is a huge achievement. And similarly, if you've been doing steady supply work for a term and going into lots of different schools and building yourself a presence and a career there that is a real achievement too i 100 percent agree definitely about the supply teaching if you are someone who hasn't had a permanent role as of yet um going in having that confidence to go in and meet lots of different staff in different schools um it's something to be incredibly proud of um and i hope that you do if you are in that situation but i also think with reflecting on a term i think you should also be looking forward for the next term and i know that might feel like something you do not want to do you haven't got to the holidays yet you don't you don't want to be thinking about next term yet you need the break but just thinking about what you'd like to improve or continue to improve next term maybe you might be having something that you're working on as a personal target at the moment and you want to improve that maybe you want to be looking into something completely new a part of teaching um and you want to be sort of looking at that Next term, just have a think of what goals you might want to set yourself and try and be disciplined with that when it comes around. But don't give it too much thought. Make sure you take lots of breaks and rest before that thought process. I know what you mean, Ashley. In, <laughs> in a way, I quite like to just get it all down on paper at the end of a, a term. Just write down what went well, what I might like to continue to work on. And the most important thing, which I'll, I'll finish this section with is remembering your why why mm. are you doing this why do you love teaching and what are some things you've loved this term and by getting it all down you can kind of clear your head ready for the holidays yep definitely and i think it's important now that we move on to how you can recharge and successfully recharging you don't want to be filling this holiday which is such an easy holiday to fill with seeing family with seeing friends with doing Christmassy activities and as much as though those are fabulous and amazing things you need to be making sure that you are putting aside some time for some rest now I am an introvert myself I get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes if I fill out my holidays with lots of things to do on every day. I like to fill out a certain day, get all of my visits done, and then I can schedule some time to just have those duvet days on the sofa where it's just me and a Christmas film and a hot chocolate um, and just give myself that break. Um, on the other hand, you might be an extrovert and you might like to fill up your diary with lots of things and see lots of people, all of those people that you might not have been able to see whilst you've been teaching. Whatever it is, just make sure that it works for you um, and makes you feel good and fills you up emotionally and, and makes you feel great and Christmassy. Yeah, I think you've got a really good point there about just taking some time 
for yourself because we all know how busy it can get around Christmas, especially if you've been really busy teaching and now you have lots of friends and family you want to catch up with. Absolutely, you should do that because that will make you feel good. But also, you you will need some time to recharge. Probably, you might need a duvet day. You might need just a couple of days where you don't do very much. Maybe you go for a couple of nice walks in the countryside. Um, yeah, so it's it's about finding that balance. I Definitely. think where you've got some time for you, and you're yeah, and you're also enjoying all the lovely Christmas things you want to do. Um, should we do a quiz, Ashley? Uh, and when we say we, I mean you. <laughs> would you like? Would you like to try my Christmas quiz that I, I've tried to aim at sort of primary school teacher <laughs> Christmas knowledge? I will try. I will do it. I don't know how successful <laughs> I will be, and I've got my own back ready for my own quiz for a quiz of my own after this. Yeah. You can get your own back in a minute. And I, I would encourage you, you sound thrilled, by the way. I'd encourage everyone <laughs> listening to play it along at home. If you get 10 out of 10, do uh, let us know on social media and um, we will be very impressed. I'm afraid there are no prizes for this quiz apart from the knowledge of uh, knowing that you are very Christmassy. And you've probably beaten me. <laughs> yeah, you've probably beaten uh, Some of these are hard. Some of these are hard. Some are easy and some are hard. Okay. And this is highly subjective because this is stuff I happen to know <laughs> from my primary school teaching career. So it might not be stuff that other people know. We'll see. Okay. So question number one. Um, so we'll do questions and then answers as we go. Okay. Uh, in the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, what was given on the eighth day? Listeners can't see, but Ashley looks pained already. I don't want to sing it, but I need to sing it. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to pass. I, I, that is the one song. You're gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. I, I can't. I can't. I don't know. And I had my year fives do this song for our Christmas performance a couple of years ago, and I could never remember the song. No, I'm gonna have to pass. You, you don't want to guess. Um, oh, Lords are leaping. That's a that's a decent guess. It was actually eight maids of milking. I knew it was something. eight maids thought, of milking. I thought, but I couldn't remember what was milking. <laughs> so okay, number two, the three wise men were reportedly called Casper, Melchior, and what was the third one's name? You can so tell that you were like down in primary school in like year one and year two. I directed three nativities, so this this might be completely unfair. This is the I, I yeah, um, John. Uh, I'm afraid it's Baltazar. <laughs> I think I think you might know this next one though. Okay, okay maybe I've, I've gone too hard here. Okay, in the Christmas film, The Snowman, what does the snowman uncover on the garden, which he and the boy then go for a ride on? I've never watched The Snowman. You never watched The Snowman? No. Oh, I no. Think, I, t- I taught year five. We didn't watch it. I think I might. I, I know the music. Um, A bike. Yeah, a bike. Yeah, I'll give yes. you that. It's a motorbike. I will give there you that. Go. Yes, point. Yes, yes. nice. Okay, right. Okay, well, I think you might know this one. So um, why did Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem in the first place? Right, I think I know this one and I'm confident and that scares me because I've not been great so far. Um, they had to fill in the census, didn't they? Is that right? Yes, yes, that's it, that's it. Yes, two points. Yeah, see, you're Doing half well. and half now. Doing well. Okay, 
In the Christmas film Home Alone, what is the name of the boy who gets left home alone? And I'll, I'll, ju- I'll just take a first name. You don't have to give me the whole thing. Why has my mind gone blank? I watched this two nights ago. There, there's a carrot named after him in an Audi advert as well, if that helps. Oh, yes, it does. Why do I, why do I know that more? Um, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, yes, and uh, full full name Kevin McAllister. Yeah. You can have two points if you got McAllister. You can have a bonus. Okay, give, we, I feel like we're doing better now. Um, so, oh, this one. Oh, no, <laughs> I may have gone way too hard on this. So, you've probably ha- heard of Rudolph. Yeah. Um, I've put, can you name Santa Claus's eight reindeer from the poem Towards the Night Before Christmas? I'll, I'll, I'll make that easier. Can you name three other Santa Claus reindeer? Prancer. Yes. Right. I've got some names, but I don't know where they're coming from. So, so I've got Prancer. Um, yeah, Prancer's right. Dasher. Yeah, Dance, that's right. Yeah. Um, and isn't Comet one? Yeah, Comet. There yes. Go. Yes, that's very good. If you want the full list, um, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Dunder, and Blixum. Apparently, which I always thought were Donner and Blitzen, but apparently Dunder and Blixum. I knew a couple um, of those. I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. It, in the song, I I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus, and I had to be very careful with the wording of this question. At what location did the child see Mummy kissing Santa Claus? Wasn't it by the fire? Was it by the fireplace? Oh, that's a really good guess, but it was under the mistletoe. Ah. Okay, I think you, I think you might know this one. Um, what was Will Ferrell's character's name in the Christmas film Elf? And Buddy. again, I'll just take a first name. <laughs> Buddy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're good. I've lost track of your score. I think you're on about six now. I think. Uh, yeah, I've I've lost count. Yeah. If anyone wants to let me know what I what I got, please do at the end. <laughs> Your your pain is nearly over. Two questions left. <laughs> okay. So this this one should be easy. I think most primary school teachers will know this. So in the book Stickman by Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler, who saves Stickman at the end? It's too young for me. I was key stage two. We didn't read the Stickman. It does go with Christmas. I'll, I'll, I'll give you it a hint. Goes with Christmas. A reindeer. No, it was Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus saved Stickman from the fire uh. that he's on. <laughs> Spoilers, sorry. Sorry, I may have just spoiled Stickman. It's great, though. It's great, though. That's a really sad book, actually, as well, but great ending. Okay, right, I'm going I'm to finish with uh, a kind of controversial question. Um, I actually had to do quite a lot of research for this question. Why is Santa Claus's coat red? Oh, I think I know this because I think it was originally green and didn't he change it? Uh, I might be completely off this. It might be one of those things that I've just taken as gospel truth and I don't know where it's come from. But isn't it something to do with Coca-Cola adverts and it was like to help them with merchandise? Kind of. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to give a point. I'm going to give a point either way here because I, I was always told it was Coca-Cola that changed it. Yeah. But apparently, according to the Coca-Cola website, that's not true. 
whether you believe them or not. Uh, apparently, there were versions of Santa Claus that had a red coat before Coca-Cola, which is true. I found that out. But there's no denying that Coca-Cola produced a very popular version of Santa Claus in a red coat that kind of became the mainstream oh. version. Um, who encouraged people to drink Coca-Cola at Christmas because previously they were only drinking it at hot times of the year. Ah. Okay, so I'll I'll give a point for any answer there because that was really complicated when I looked into it. And that's the Christmas quiz. You're you're free, Ashley. I've (laughs) I've done it. it. Well done. I'm I'm proud of myself, but realise... If you got a full score on on that at home, well done. You are very Christmassy. Definitely Christmassy. Well, I think it's time that I get my own back with you. Um, I have prepared... I am now going to magically transform into Bruce Forsyth, um, and we're going to play higher or lower on Christmas films. So we're going to be looking at the highest grossing... Christmas film, and and then we're going to see if you think the next one was higher or lower, if it earned more or less. So we're going to start with an absolute classic um, from the year that I was born, 1994, and we're going to start with Santa Claus. So that's your first card, the Santa Claus movie, Tim Allen, 1994. With Tim Allen, yeah. Yeah, that made... I know it well. That apparently made, and I've looked at different sources, and yeah, the most common sort of figure that I came up with was $190 million. So that's how much it's made. Okay. Do you think the Santa Claus 2 made in 2002, was that higher or lower than $190 million? Oh, I'm going to go lower lower on Santa Claus 2. Still a great film, though. You are correct. <laughs> it is lower, 172 million. So not that much different. Oh, still did well, yeah, yeah. Still did really well. Okay, we're moving, moving on. So we're at Santa Claus 2. My husband's favourite, which I don't think he'd like me sharing, um, The Holiday, it made in 2006. Oh, that's great my wife's favourite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great yeah. film. Did the holiday in 2006 earn more or less than Santa Claus 2? I would hope more. I'm going to go more just because I quite like that film. (laughs) Nice. You are correct as well. You're doing a lot better than me. That is Hyatt. That earned 205 million pounds. Well, dollars actually. Quite happy with that. So, right. Now we're bringing out the big guns though. Big guns. Love Actually. Yeah. Oh, Love, Love Actually. Love Actually. <laughs> Did Love Actually earn more or less than The Holiday? The Love Actually came back in 2003. So did it earn more or less than oh, The Holiday? So next year, Love Actually is 20 years old. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's, that's weird and scary. I'm going to say it must have done. Surely Love Actually is one of the top grossing Christmas films. It did well. It did do well. It earned forty million more, so it was higher. It was two hundred and forty-five million that that earned, and we're still on the we're still on the big guns. I'm gonna throw it out there. Elf also created apparently oh. from my research in two thousand and three. So two thousand and three was a big year uh, for Christmas films. Did Elf 
earn more or less than Love Island? At Love Island, <laughs> did Elf earn more or less than Love Actually? <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I really love Elf and I, I watched a, a Netflix documentary on the making of Elf. It was really interesting. Oh. No one thought it would be a hit. They really had to push to get it through. I'm going to say because of that, I don't think it would have done that well to start with and maybe it kind of gained reputation over time. So I'm going to say lower. You're really good at this game. I thought that was going to trick you up. Yes. Yeah, it is lower. That earned 223 million dollars so i'm now gonna still ask, really good still really really good i'm still i'm gonna ask you now what film do you think is the highest ever grossing christmas film and i think if you are listening oh. at home make sure you you shouting out your answers because i was surprised i was surprised oh are we taking die hard and lord of the rings off the table here we're not not including oh, I don't no. think we should get into that. I, I, I can promise no, you that no, neither not, of those not. are the answer, but I'm not getting into the debate about whether Die Hard is a Christmas film because it is. It is a Christmas film. Oh, okay. There, there are a few that I would think would be better. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol comes to mind, but I don't know if that would have outgrossed Love Actually. My guess is actually one that I watched the other night with... Uh, my wife and have never seen it before and thoroughly enjoyed i was surprised by how good it was uh white christmas is my guess interesting you're wrong but it's interesting the highest the highest ever and now this really surprised me i'm actually gutted by that (laughs) i was i was team home alone i thought team home alone was going to be number one it's not it's number two um so home alone Came in at number two with $476 million. <sighs> I should have thought of Home Alone. <laughs> number one is The Grinch, but the animated 2018 version, which I would have never Not the Jim Carrey version. Not the Jim Carrey version, the new version. And that is earned $512 million. And apparently... That had a massive resurgence in 2020. So apparently became really popular in 2020. And that's sort of where the money's come from. But no, the the animated version of The Grinch is the highest grossing Christmas film of all time. Wow, I am genuinely shocked by that. And I would not have guessed that. Um, I do do love the original Grinch cartoon, but I haven't seen this new version. I'm going to have to watch it. I haven't. I'm very much a diehard Jim Carrey Grinch version fan. So maybe I need to check out the animated version. But yeah, let us know in your in the comments or send us messages or anything like that of what you thought was the highest grossing at Christmas film. Because I'd be really interested to see if anyone actually guessed that one. I'd also be interested to know what you thought was the best Christmas film. Uh, my vote is for Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm scared of the Muppets. <laughs> You're scared. Then, I'll, scared I'll, I'll tell you what the the third the third Muppet Ghost is very scary in that film. We fast forward that when we watch it with our kids. Yeah, no, just the Muppets in general. Like I, I'm just scared of I'm scared of the Muppets. I, I can't explain why. Um, I've just about been able to watch the Christmas Carol version because it is a great version. But no, any Muppets film, no, it makes me 
gives me the heebie-jeebies for some reason. Um, my f- oh, oh, fair enough. My, my favorite Christmas film, and I'm only going to say this because I have to watch it. It's the one I have to watch on Christmas Eve every year. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. I love it. I just, oh, okay, yeah, I okay. It. But there's so many: Polar Express, Elf, Santa Claus, Love Actually. They all have to be watched every Christmas season. But yeah, It's a Wonderful Life is just a a beautiful one. So I have to watch that every Christmas Eve. Uh, Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed our quizzes and games. We're going to go to an interview now with a trainee teacher and talk about her experiences over this term. Okay, uh, we're here with our special interview with our guest, Miss Ammon, who's a trainee teacher, and we've been talking a bit on Twitter and shared some really nice things with us. So we're thrilled you've come in to talk to us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure to have you on. And I think um, if you are a trainee or an ECT listening into the podcast, um, you definitely want to be concentrating at this point because I, I think it's going to be a really good interview. So oh. to begin with, Miss Ammon, I just wanted to know, starting your teacher training is a huge decision to make. Um, and just taking that first step can be difficult for some people. And I was just wondering, what were your expectations going into this term? Did you have any expectations or has it been different? How has it, how has it been? I'll be honest, I've been working at a high school for the past five years. So I had some idea of how schools work. Um, going into teacher training, I was speaking to other teachers at the time and asking them how to get into it and what did they think of it. And being able to see the side of teaching as a support member of staff. So knowing like what they're going through and like how they manage their day-to-day life. Um, so I have been asking for their opinions as well. I knew it was going to be fast-paced, but when I've come into it, oh, wow, it does hit you. It's been very, very fast-paced. Yeah, um, I've just been trying to stay on top of things and trying to stay organised. So you said you found it fast-paced. What, what do you think were kind of the hardest things to deal with to start with? I think it's getting used to the whole schedule of things so a lesson after a lesson after a lesson you get a break and then there's also registration I think as a support member of stuff I didn't realize how intense it can get because normally I would work in the background whereas teachers are at the forefront so you always have to kind of have that face on and be prepared to like speak to students whenever you don't really get quiet time which is what I used to get but um I'm coping with it (laughs) So how are you finding that now? So obviously you've still got the same structure and the same timetable. How are you finding that sort of getting over that brain fatigue is what I always thought, being constantly on, having to be constantly thinking and things. How are you finding that now that we're at the end of this first term instead of at the beginning? I feel like you get used to it and that's not a bad thing to get used to. I, I kind of like the, the busy, the bustle of life and, you know, speaking to the students and it is quite fun when you're in the room and you're interacting with the students as well. So I, I am enjoying it. I am getting better at keeping myself organised as well. What would you say would be your biggest takeaway from this term, do you think? Um, my biggest takeaway... I don't normally ask for help, but I found myself in a position where I actually needed a bit of support. And like I said, I'm not good at asking for help. I've not normally been the one to ask for help. Um, as a as a support member of staff, I would always be the one that people would come to for help. So I'd, I'd always be happy to help. Um, but I realized that 
if you if you need to ask for help, you should ask for it. And there are people who are always going to be happy to help you as long as they're aware that you need the help. So my biggest takeaway is like to ask for help when you need it. If you feel a bit in the deep end, then, you know, do reach out to someone and they'll help you. That's really lovely. I think I, I, I was the same as you. I very much kept to myself and you sort of suffer in silence, don't you? And it's it, yeah. it snowballs, it gets bigger in your head. So I definitely think that you need to reach out to to someone, whoever that is, whether it's your mentor or just someone trusted in the school that you're working in. So obviously we know um, teaching can be a challenging profession um, and, it's, and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort and it's a lot of time. But there are so many positives um, that we just have every day and I was just wondering, what was your most positive experience from this term? Have you got one thing or is there a multitude of things that just sort of perked you up or, or made you sort of happy on those down days? Yeah, I have a couple of stories. So one of them was when I had decided I didn't want to continue teaching. This was at the beginning where I thought I probably made the wrong decision. This isn't something I want to continue. And... When I had gone into school that day, I had already made up my mind and I thought, nope, I don't want to continue. And my year eight student saw me and she stopped me and she goes, Miss, when are you going to teach us? And I thought, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I, had, I, had con- like I had thought about leaving and, you know, not, not continuing teaching. And she goes, Miss, we've been having cover and normally we like having cover, but, you know, it's been boring without you and sir. So, like, when are you going to teach us next lesson? So I thought it was really sweet because where I'd gone to the point where I didn't want to continue my teacher training, this one student just pulled me back in just like that. And I thought, you know what, I don't want to give this up because I had only taught them for maybe one or two lessons. But she realized like how much she enjoyed science with me teaching her. And another moment is... um I was telling my year eight class, like, um, I draw anime and like, I'm, I, I watch anime and I, I play games, play video games. And when they found out that I drew anime, one of the kids was like, oh, finally a worthy opponent. And I know it sounds really funny, but at that moment, I just, I just thought, wow, these kids think of me like that <laughs> over one little thing. But, um, again, like throughout the day, um, there's, there's these little, moments that make you realize that what you do is really good and the the students actually do appreciate you especially when they know you more than just a teacher they see you as a person and they see like you have interests the same way they have interests and then when you share an interest then they really like that that's so nice and you, you sometimes really don't know how big of an impact you're having on students unless they come out and tell you um, and when you find out, it's often lovely. So yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you had that moment that kept you in it. So uh, after going through that, and I think honestly, a lot of people do feel that way in the first term of teacher training. How are you feeling about the next term going forward? I'm looking forward to it. So I will be going to a different school for my second placement. So I'm a bit anxious because I don't know how it will be. Uh, teaching there it is actually my old school that I was previously at for five years so I will be going back there as a teacher this time so I'm also excited as well at the same time fantastic are you going to be teaching a lot more in this second placement um how are you feeling about sort of taking on a little bit more workload 
I am mentally preparing myself for more teaching hours. Um, our training provider is um, quite good. We have been eased into our teaching hours. So even at the beginning of this term, um, we were slowly building up to a certain number of hours. And then next term, we will start off low again and then slowly build that up again because they know good. we're in a new school, getting used to everything. But yeah, just keeping that in mind as well. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Miss Salmon. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to say to the other trainees and ECTs out there as we go into the holidays? I think if you are considering stepping away from teaching, I think do ask for help if you are if you're feeling a bit swamped. Um, there are so many people out there who would love to help you. It's just that they need to know if you need the support. And I think if you have stepped into teaching, it is very rewarding. And even now, after one term, I feel so much more happy that I've made this decision. And I do want to see the year through. And I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy where I am currently anyway. We're really glad to hear that. And you're absolutely right. I think quite often teachers, we're really good at helping other people, but not so good at asking for help when we need it. And that, that's something we could all work on. I, I just wanted to finish. I asked for highlights of the term on Twitter and we had a really nice one from Miss Jones. So uh, she said her term highlight is looking back to September and realising how far she's come and what she's achieved. This term seems so daunting when they were given a list of dates and deadlines at the beginning of the course, but the term is almost over and they've survived. So (laughs) I think... Uh, that's really nice thank you thank you so much for coming on and have a brilliant time over the holidays oh thank you you as well and congratulations for surviving first term <laughs> yeah that's, that's nice. what we were saying all the other trainees were saying today like we made it we made it to the end yeah it is a huge achievement and you should be very proud of yourself and take some time to de-stress and get yourself something nice thank you I hope you enjoyed that interview and you have a brilliant time over the holiday season and you get lots of time to recharge. We will be around if you need us, although all of us will be taking some time away from social media over the holidays. But do get in touch if you need anything. Yeah, and there are lots of ways, like I said at the start of the podcast, that you can get in contact with us. So firstly, we have Facebook, we have the two pages, which are the Twinkle Training Teachers and the Twinkle ECTs and NQTs page. We have two community support groups, which are fantastic, um, and they are the Twinkle Training Teachers group and the Twinkle ECT NQT support group. We are on Instagram at Twinkle Training Teachers. We are on TikTok at Twinkle Training Teachers, and we are on Twitter at Trainee Twinkle. And this podcast will be going out on all streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. And like we said, please get in touch if you do need us, but make sure that you have a rest and you look after yourselves in this festive season.